Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, whether you're catching the show uh, live uh, as we're shooting now uh, or uh, in the archive later on, uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional navigational consultant. Uh, that means my expertise is uh, in astrology and numerology, uh, tarot, animal cards, rune stones. I work with a number of different types of oracles uh, in order to kind of give people insight, of course, but also to help them, uh, you know, navigate your life path, so to speak. I've uh, been doing that for many years. If you're interested in a personal session, that could be done here in my home office in Phoenix, or you can uh, set something up by phone. Just go to my website, jimventura.com, for information, and I have a new promotional special for new clients right now as well. Okay, so uh, this is uh, one of our, usually I do about three shows each month, and this is the uh, generally anticipated astrology update show uh, where we're going to talk about current astrology, and then we're going to, uh, I will actually be able to take some live calls potentially today. It's just a 45-minute show, so I'm going to talk for about uh, 20 minutes or so about uh, what's happening with astrology right now. And then uh, I will uh, take a couple of calls, uh, two or three I might be able to get into later on in the show. So if you're interested in that, you can call in, just hang for a bit until I actually get to the uh, phone calls a bit later on. So, uh, okay, so we're going to talk about a couple different things going on with astrology. And before I kind of dive into that, let me give you some insight uh, you know, when, when we talk about basic astrology, we're talking a lot about what we call transits, meaning when you have your astrology chart done, in other words, when you're, when you're born, your astrology is kind of set into motion by the time you're born and uh, date of birth, where you're born, all of those things. But, of course, the planets uh, continue to move. So even though your astrology is largely set, from the angle that that is going to be your talents, dispositions, challenges, all those things that are set in motion by uh, astrology, you know, because the planets continue to move, uh, we get what we call transits. In other words, as signs form different angles, uh, well, signs, planets form different angles to your natal chart, it is going to trigger things for you. You know, one of the most obvious of these triggers is what we call conjunctions. And what a conjunction is, is it's like, uh, for instance, um, the moon and Mercury are conjunct today. Uh, that, that's not relating so much to our natal astrology as much as it is for everyone, meaning both the moon and Mercury are conjunct each other in, um, I believe it's the tail end of Libra and about to go into Scorpio. So it's going to, the moon kind of represents the way we feel, the way we nurture uh, Mercury represents the way we think. So when these two planets are conjunct each other, meaning on top of each other, which of course is physically impossible, <laughs> but meeting in the same degree in the same sign, so out in the sky they would seem to be stacked, so to speak, behind each other, you end up getting this, what's called a conjunction. So yeah, for most of us it's going to make us just do a lot of kind of thinking about how we feel about things. We may even be get, you know, because Mercury makes us analyze and the moon makes us feel you might be a little kind of nervous about how we have to communicate, but feel a very strong need to do that in some area, especially in relation to how we feel we nurture or um, influence other people. 
at an emotional kind of caring level. So you're going to kind of get a feel about that. Now, a conjunction in terms of our natal chart, so like when you know where your chart is, so for instance, say Mercury conjuncts your moon natally. Now, that's going to be more of an individual planetary kind of cycle affecting you, which may, you know, go on for a couple of days, so it can be kind of a longer duration. The one that I just mentioned is pretty brief, probably at best, you know, uh, uh, throughout the day, Um, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about conjunctions, but there are all kinds of angles that the planets form, squares, oppositions, trines, sextiles. These all have different types of vibes to them and how they influence us. Um, I have talked about some of those things uh, transit-wise on on other shows, but it really can get pretty complicated. I tend to, if you caught my show before, know that I typically will stay with talking about planet movement into signs. Um, Again, sometimes I'm going to comment on these angles because they're definitely notable. But uh, it's easier sometimes just to track the movement through the signs, at least in terms of basic understanding for most people. So let me kind of run through what we have going on now. In the last couple of days, the sun has moved into Libra out of uh, Virgo. You know, for, for what this is gonna, how this is going to work for us, guys, is wherever Libra is in your chart, um, now the sun is now in that place in your chart. So, uh, for instance, I have Libra um, contained in my sixth house, which is work, service, health, uh, day-to-day activities, the details of life, how we get things done, um, and... Uh, you know, so as the sun moves into that area, you know, for me it's sort of obvious I start to get more caught up in wanting to clean the house, get things organized, get things fixed, fix and resolve things. I've been starting to think a lot about, um, like I do this every, about every, once a year. In fact, I want to tell you guys all of this because this is a very useful thing to know. Um, you know, my business is a little slower than normal, not bad by any means, just a little slower than normal. So, what I typically do when things slow down is sometimes I'll get more adamant about marketing and doing things in a practical way, but something I can recommend to a lot of people to do, you know, if you've been with a cell phone company for a while or phone company, cable company, insurance company, things of that nature, it's really wise sometimes to call them and um, call and ask to talk to a loyalty department um, and, you know, and, and see if you can maneuver sometimes cut on the bill something they can do to, to uh, you know, lower things. Um, I did this about it's about three years ago. I did this. I had been with um, DirecTV for a good five years, always pay my bills on time, have a good package of cable that I probably shouldn't spend so much money on in the first place. And I called them, and, uh, and I said I might have to get rid of some of my pay channels. And they were very clear about not wanting me to do that, and they would take 20 bucks a month off of my bill for a year if I would keep the pay channels. So, uh, hey, it worked. So I'm telling you, you can kind of maneuver some of these things. This is a pragmatist in me making suggestions, especially if you've been with something for a while. You may not always be able to pull something off, and it, and it helps to kind of ask nicely, let's say, let's see if we can do something here. You know, so it, that's what I tend to do a lot of times when the sixth house gets triggered. I kind of start fixing and resolving things, and I actually really enjoy that a lot. So... Getting back to the astrology, just want to throw that out there um, for usefulness. I can save everyone listening to the show some bucks uh, because most companies you've been with a while are going to consider want to keep your business, and they will uh, work with you if necessary. So uh, don't ever don't ever forget to ask and just do it nice, you know. Um, okay, so 
wherever uh, so the sun is moving into Libra right the last couple of days. So again, wherever Libra is in your chart, it's going to trigger that area of life. Now, general rule of thumb, as the sun moves into Libra, Libra is a sign about partnerships, relationships, justice, balance, harmony. So listen, this is going to become at the forefront of our, our self, our um, urge to have harmony and balance in our relationships, to look at issues relating to what we find fair, even in balance. I could see this already with clients. A lot of people getting a little frustrated if they're in relationships with other people where they feel they're giving too much. Uh, that can be something that can often get triggered as things move into Libra. You know, but it's a general rule of thumb because Libra is a fairly balanced kind of polished sign in that way. It's usually not really the most antagonistic of times for most people. Um, other things can factor into making that happen. But <laughs> usually with Libra's uh, positive pole of Libra, is I compromise, um, I cooperate, uh, it's negative, is I procrastinate. So uh, you may find uh, you're looking also at some things you might have been putting off sometimes. You know, that's a Libra tendency uh, to think about what we need to do as opposed to actually doing it. So that's not a strange thing. I have a moon in Libra. I know this well. Um, so, you know, I want to mention something else about the moon before I kind of go into a little more of the uh, other kind of current astrology right now. Last day, it was about two days ago, we had a new moon, also in Libra. So sun moved into Libra, moon moved to Libra. As I've said before in other shows, the moon really, for the most part, only stays in a sign for about two days or so. So it's not a long duration. But here's just another kind of metaphysical thing to be aware of, even outside of the realm of astrology, although using it as a base. Whenever there's a new moon cycle, it's a very good time to kind of plant intentions, Begin to think about what it is you want to create for yourself, where you want your energy to go in the next couple of weeks, what you want to see happen in your life. Really good time to do that. Um, things tend to take pretty strongly during new moon cycles. That's why I always say you know, it's kind of good to be aware of lunar cycles for that reason because if you're pissed off and you're angry and you're upset and that's what you're setting into motion during the new moon, you really want to catch yourself that way. Um, and then... The way this cycles work is when it culminates in the full moon, uh, usually about two weeks later, we have often we can see some results for what we had put into motion. So uh, just kind of a good thing to remember, you know, for, for anything you, you, you'd like to create for yourself. I had a client here the other day that was struggling a lot with finding her life purpose. She was waitressing um, 26 years old, and she's very concerned about not really finding what she's meant to do yet and finding her true career. It was cute because I thought not everyone, for the most part, has things figured out at 26. But I made that suggestion to her, too, to really think about um, asking in in your dreams and in meditation um, for signs and signals toward which direction your energy should be going. Um, I think sometimes we forget to do that. We don't need an answer as much as we have to put in motion that we would like that answer, but not worrying about it. She's Virgo, so she's negative pole of Virgo as I worry. So she was worrying about it and concerned about her family's uh, uh, feelings about whether she was wasting her time, so to speak. I think you should enjoy your 20s while you're in your 20s, man. I'm, I'll be 50. Uh, I'll tell you, I really I was wait, wait, waiting tables and, and bartending in that time, and it was I had those same concerns. I didn't really know exactly what I was meant to do until I was about 27, 28, that I became aware of that. So. Uh, so our lifespans are longer. It's not that strange to uh, not have it all figured out by the time you're 22. You know, in 15, 
47, you, you had seven kids and, and uh, you were, uh, uh, you know, 15, 20 years from being through your life uh, when, when you were 26, 27. You know, there's a different world that we live in. Uh, all right, so let's head into a couple other planetary uh, energies going on right now um, and, and what's kind of happening that way. So we talked a little bit about the moon um, and the sun. Um, now, Mercury, uh, definitely good, something we want to talk about here on today's show. Mercury is uh, moving into Scorpio, and uh, I think it's it might actually just about have got there um, in the last couple of days. Uh, Mercury rules the way we think, communicate, express ourselves. So, and it's going to go retrograde around October 4th for three weeks, meaning it will go backwards, so to speak, after it, it fully moves its way into Scorpio. I'm not sure how far back it's going to go. I'll have to check that out, see whether it's going to go back into Libra in a couple of weeks. It probably will. Um, but uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Mercury retrograde that, that's coming up. You know, not to give anyone any anxiety about such things for obvious reasons, but Mercury retrogrades tend to kind of mess up communication expression a little bit. That's kind of what they're meant to do, ask us to rehash, reevaluate, rethink about old issues and old things connected with that area of life. So as Mercury moves into Scorpio, definitely going to trigger for most of us what I like to call the detective mind, the part of us that wants to figure things out, understand things, um, you know, uh, Scorpios typically have a very, very um, savvy ability to ferret out information, to look beneath the surface of events and things um, in a way that, again, can often be uh, almost surgically intense in the way they do things. That's why Scorps sometimes can appear a little heavy to people that way. But, uh, again, a lot of other things depend on what's in your chart when we look at something like that in a larger picture. I don't want to speak in blanket statements here. But uh, Mercury moving into Scorpio, of course, again, it's going to stimulate our detective mind. and sort of that part of us that really wants to get to the heart of things, to understand, um, you know, the, the depth of things. It can, you know, in the negative side, sometimes it can bring up um, issues connected with when we're frustrated and power struggle issues that we have with other people that we want to communicate and express. You know, on the positive side, be aware of this too. Uh, you can use this really productively. You can, you know, sometimes I think we, we're, we're sort of internally battling about something that often can be expressed rather well to other people um, or that we may not be really seeing it clearly. In other words, we're getting caught in the idea that we are being manipulated or maneuvered and, and the people that we're dancing with may not even see it that way. Uh, that's the positive pole of Scorpio is I desire. It's negative as I'm suspicious. So not strange to go through a little bit of suspicion in terms of other people's motivations and things of that nature as well. But you can use that in a good sense because it can also get us into the heart of our true power and ability to accomplish things and to and to uh, put things in motion. Positive pole of Scorpio is that I desire, that ability to use everything we got to get something in motion in the best possible sense. So, okay, so the retrograde, yeah, that's going to, you know, kind of make us move forward and then go over an issue again or your issues during that time. So uh, be aware of the, the Mercury retrograde coming up. Again, at a practical level, it can sometimes kind of screw up communication, expression, appointments, people, I don't know. It's just like a, a lot of reconnections can happen during Mercury retrograde too. Sometimes people from our past show up um, and resurface again as well. There's always not necessarily a negative thing. 
Uh, I think sometimes when you get to websites, they talk about, oh, beware, you don't want to travel during a Mercury retrograde. Well, listen, you may travel during a Mercury retrograde, and, and your trip might go not exactly as planned, but maybe that not exactly as planned turns out to be kind of a cool and interesting thing. So, um, you know, I don't really recommend uh, things like extreme surgery or, um, you know, even a major move necessary during a retrograde, but if you got to do it, you got to do it. If you are... It's just more an issue of making sure you kind of cross your T's and dot your I's and really look at things because a lot of times, you know, Mercury rules contracts and agreements as well. We want to make sure we're actually seeing things as they are with Mercury, uh, 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 certainly especially going into Scorpio when it's on the a lighter approach. Um, okay, so let's talk about Mars and we'll talk a little bit about the bridge planets and then I'll eventually get to some calls here because we've got a number of callers pulling in already. Um Okay, so Mars is in Sagittarius. Um, I have uh, Mars uh, actually conjuncting my natal sun uh, in the last couple of days, certainly giving me a lot of energy and a lot of vitality. You just have to watch Mars because Mars is definitely going to trigger us to get action in that area in our life. So it can also trigger us to get pissed off and irritated. Um, I, I could, without even knowing it was happening, I could feel it as Mars conjuncted the sun. I started getting a lot of enthusiasm toward finishing projects getting some things done, um, but I had a couple things that kind of pissed me off. Um, I'm a fire sign to begin with, so that's not exactly <laughs> difficult to do. Uh, but kind of pissed me off, and I had to catch myself and look at whether I was kind of battling something that wasn't really uh, even necessary an issue. Uh, so unfortunately, I didn't do anything crazy. But uh, now, uh, Mars doesn't conjunct to everyone's son. That's more of a personal thing. But Mars is moving into Sagittarius. So if you've got planets in Sagittarius in your natal chart, Mars is not going to trigger those planets at one level. So as a general rule of thumb, again, when we look at Mars moving into Sagittarius, you know, it's going to kind of make us, sometimes it's going to make us think about traveling, our philosophy, our point of view, our perspective. Um, Sagittarius can be very, um, Sagittarius in your chart is where you're fun-loving, where you're playful, you're often wise, funny, but it also could be where we can be Let's say the negative aspect of being a Sagittarius is what I call soapbox syndrome, getting on the soapbox and telling people how you should live your life and what's correct. <laughs> Sagittarius are all about ethics and morality and what they feel to be right and true. But we always such a funny thing with Sagittarius as a sign because, you know, there is also a, not a sign that could not be more playful and more adventurous at the same time. So uh, there's always a little dance going on there as well. But that's what you're going to get a push for. The next Mars will usually stay in the sign for about two months. So uh, two, three months, it'll push its way through. So Mars and Sagittarius is definitely going to get us to be a little bit more assertive, a little more aggressive about our philosophy, our point of view, our opinion, um, and be willing to kind of share a little bit more in that way. Okay, bridge planets. Jupiter and Saturn are what I call the bridge planets. Um, the other planets that I just kind of went through are what we call our personal planets because they really affect us almost more directly because they're more involved in our day-to-day, week-to-week activity. The bridge planets are Jupiter and Saturn. Um, they definitely have their impact, although more uh, more so with the house placements. Again, which to get those, of course, you need birth time and all those things to know what houses they're transiting through. But um, definitely still an effect from the signs that they move into. So uh, Jupiter represents optimism, enthusiasm, philosophy. Jupiter is in uh, not Jupiter is in Leo. So as I had said on last month's program, 
and Jupiter, by the way, will stay in the sign for about a year, year and a half. Um, you know, it's going to really promote our, our creative sides. We're going to find ourselves wanting to expand more creatively, wanting to be more proud, more confident in the work that we do and how we affect and influence other people. That could be a good effect with uh, Leo's move into, uh, with Jupiter's move into Leo. The only negative effect I can say to be aware of, Jupiter can be an extravagant planet for us where we sometimes overdo it. So, um, Typical of anyone who's Leo knows this well enough. We, they, Leos often get pissed off when people don't see the greatness of Leo, when they don't recognize your, um, uh, your uh, I think, for lack of a better word, your, your chivalry, your ability to be you know, an amazing person at some level. Leos like to be seen that way so they can get very frustrated with people when they're not catching that part of them and seeing that. So that may be a trigger for us, again, depending on where... Uh, Leo, if Jupiter is in your chart, Saturn is uh, has been in Scorpio for a while. Saturn will stay in a sign for two to three years. Um, talked about this in other shows. Saturn's in Scorp, so uh, it's really you know Saturn represents limitation and difficulty and hardship, and uh, it also is like as I've said in other shows, it's like the lump of coal that you polish into the into a diamond. You know, Saturn is that very thing that causes a lot of frustration that always seems to take forever. You know, the the house and the sign that Saturn is in in your chart will be a great example of this because it's the thing that just has taken way longer than you would have wanted it to, uh, and you've definitely had some difficulties and obstacles to overcome along the way. But on the other hand, as you get older, Saturn is like kind of becomes your best friend because it becomes the thing that you're often rather good at and you've weathered enough storms to be secure and solid and stable and reliable. I have Saturn in my Hopes and Dreams Group Association Friendship House natally and in Aquarius. For me, you know, most people, that's kind of a weird thing. I have some very long-term friendships with people. People often perceive me as a solid, reliable rock of, of stability. That Saturn energy is in my friendship house. So, But I've definitely had some things I've had to work through with friends along the way in this life. But Saturn is in Scorpio now, so again, wherever Scorpio is in your chart is going to be kind of significant for this. But I've said this before, other shows just kind of reiterate this point real quick. You know, again, it just brings up that if you do anything that's kind of bad or negative, there's going to be repercussions almost much quicker. You know, Saturn and Scorpio, Saturn can be almost be seen as like the Lord of Karma. So if we push up against Saturn, if we try to rush to make that area something happen, um, you know, we're going to pay the price for it. So people trying to push into power and, you know, overuse it are going to end up getting kind of mangled over it. Um, you can kind of see this in the news and in other areas. It's like no one seems to be getting away with anything anymore. You do something and you're caught, so to speak. Um, that's the, uh, you know, when you've got the collective having Saturn in, in Scorpio, it means that we're kind of digging into the behind the scenes and the surface of things in that level. We're not let, allowing ourselves to see things at surface value. We're going beyond that. So you've got a lot of people kind of probing like detectives in what's happening out in the world and what's going on. So a little, another year, I believe, that Saturn stays through Scorpio before it moves into Sagittarius. Outer planets uh, uh, are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. I think uh, because I've already got a number of callers, I'm not going to talk so much about those just suffice to say, definitely their movement to your house is a significance and so signs, but as a kind of a general rule of thumb, um, these planets tend to stay in a 
shine in the house for many years. Uranus, you know, seven, eight years. Um, Neptune, you know, 10, 11. Uh, Pluto, 15, 17, you know, a long time. Uh, but they're moving through the houses of your chart. are definitely going to be significant, especially when one of them, like, forms a hard angle or an easy angle to a natal planet in your chart or conjuncts a planet. That's big. You know, Pluto crossing over your ascendant, for instance, that's a huge thing. That could be um, a death process, not necessarily in a literal death way, but in terms of a complete transformation in who you are and how you live your life. Um, you know, Pluto crossing over your descendant, your relationship um, aspect in your chart can definitely indicate some radical pushes and changes in relationships um, in your life in a way that, again, I don't ever want to say to take the outer planets lightly. They just have a much longer duration and effect when they tend to trigger things as opposed to the personal planets, which often are much quicker. So, anyway, all right. I think um, I already got a couple of callers, so I want to see if I can get three calls in for today's show. Um, uh, you may want to also try to jump in here, too. I just think I'm probably only going to be able to get to about three callers. I already have three. So, uh, But the call-in number here is, let's see, 646-200-3966 for the show. Um, I'll try to get to everyone and keep the calls to about five minutes um, uh, is about what we can do here. But you're allowed to ask a question. I could pull a rune for you or a couple of cards. Uh, if you've got a quick question you want to ask or an astrology question, absolutely fire away. Call the number 646-200-3966. But again, guys, remember, I'm going to try to keep these down to about five minutes, uh, although I appreciate the calls. Um, and we're definitely up for those today. So let's get to my first caller who called in a half hour ago. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you for um, doing a reading for me, Jim. Thank you. No problem. What's your name? Uh, my name is Patricia. Patricia. All right. Have you called in before, Patricia? Yes, I have. I was going to say, because you sound familiar. It, that's the, I think it's something that disturbs people. I often, after even a minute or two of talking to someone, I'll remember a lot. And they're always like, how do you do that? I'm like, it was in my mind. It's like a file bank, a computer. Anyway, but uh, you, you <laughs> sound familiar good. to me, so. It's, it, it, it has it has its value. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so uh, um, do you have a question, comment? Tell me what kind of what you want to uh, poke around with today. Well, uh, something happened to me when Pluto went direct on the Monday, the twenty second. Right. Um, I got into a um, fender bender for the first time right. in a long, I mean, years. And well, she hit me. She hit me from behind. So, and it wasn't a big thing. Um, we took care of it immediately. Um, right. Was that because of Pluto <laughs> going direct? Pluto's in my fifth house natally. It's um, natally in your fifth, right? So, but now it's moving through. It's moving through Cap. So, where does that kind of situate in your um, in your uh, in in uh, in your in, in your in your natal chart? Where, where does Cap? You know where Cap is in your chart? I can probably piece it together. I, so let me see. It's probably going to put it in your twelfth, I would guess, right? Because you've got, if you've got, uh, you said Pluto's in um, Leo, Natalie, in your fifth. Um, my fifth house is Capricorn. It's, your fifth is Cap. Okay, so it, so it's your fifth house. I'm reversing into my head already. Okay, so yeah, you know what? And I, I actually pulled a couple of cards on this. You know, it's funny because I've often told people like when we have a car accident, I always think there's always a deeper meaning behind it. I think a lot of, I, I know for me, I've had a couple of car accidents in my life and I can 
joyfully raise my hand and say, I actually am pretty sure I caused none of them. There always were no false accidents. So someone drinking coffee and blowing to a stop sign and hitting me. You know, I've had a few of them in my life. But what I can tell you is there was always sort of something going on, like relationship-wise for me, that I was brewing about or having some kind of difficulty with around the time I've had car accidents. And I can always say that the severity and how quickly it's cleaned up or resolved will tell you how deep the issue is. So in your case, you know, the having a car accident and it being a fender bender and someone hitting you um, and it being taken care of and resolved is definitely a good sign. It means whatever you were sort of struggling with is something that, you know, the message from the universe can be that this can be solved and resolved as well if we're willing okay. to kind of be patient with it. Um, does that trigger anything? You know, because I, I, I always feel like it's like if we get hit, it's because there was a little part of us that might have been, I say this with humor, might have been thinking about hitting somebody. <laughs> I don't mean that like you're thinking about beating the crap out of another human being. You know what I mean? But, yes, listen, sometimes we are in the sense that other people trigger us or we get frustrated with others or sometimes with ourselves. Was any of that kind of going on for you? Well, I was thinking back to what I was thinking about when she hit me, and she hit me lightly, actually. It just bent the, the muffler, and it, I mean, they're right. taking care of it. It was a very small detail, but I was thinking about my neighborhood and <laughs> the problems yeah. in the neighborhood and how it's being cleaned up, uh, possibly if I'm going to be moving, and I was also thinking about my my job. Um, right. And then, boom, I got hit. <laughs> and you got and, hit. And, and then Good. the place that I had to drive to, the person who was working there, I could have swore I had a past life with this person. So I don't know if maybe I'm clearing up a past life with somebody at the same time. Yeah, so, it, it feels like there's a couple things going on. Let me, let me tell you what I'm kind of hearing about this, because it's, it's great talking to you. You're very much like an open book, um, and that's actually a compliment. Sometimes people will... Ask questions, but then nervous about the answers, and I don't feel that. Well, I'm an Aquarian. So, yeah, yeah. So you're open book. Yeah, Aquarians are Aquarians are cake for me. <laughs> They're always easy for me to work with. Uh, I've always got along with Aquarians very well. It's a sad thing, I think. Aquarians, I sort of get them. They're all weird, but I mean that in a good way. Like, uh, and that that can be a positive and a good thing. Um, so here's what I'm kind of hearing. Yeah, there's definitely some type of change coming up. But what I'm getting is there is. There's a little bit of frustration going on, like, where you are in just in a couple of areas in your life. Um, I pulled the um, uh, the hermit reversed came up for you, which means archetypally, like, again, just like minor frustration sometimes, being irritated with people and things and feeling like it's not exactly in alignment with who you are, kind of where you want to be. But, again, not extreme. I'm not feeling that. Uh, but the other thing is the contemplation of change about a move, and job is definitely coming up. The cards are showing a delay before you actually do it, which is I means so it's not immediate. But what I'm hearing is it's like you're still kind of in a collecting of information phase when it comes to what you want to do with work, um, where you want to live, and the contemplation of possibly making a change around that. You guys are giving me a thumbs up that there's something in the works, but they're saying now is kind of a research time. Um, of gathering information or figuring all of that out so there's no rush in this process for you in that sense. I do feel like there are some changes, but, again, nothing that you have to be anxious about so much. It's more as you kind of uncover um, information yourself as well as allow the universe to kind of direct you, you'll get clearer 
in 2015 in terms of where this direction is taking you. Yeah, it makes sense because when I was thinking about those things, um, something in my head said, stop thinking about all that. Just let the universe yeah. do its thing, and then I got hit. <laughs> yeah. It was like the yeah. universe was telling me, stop. Absolutely. You know, Sometimes that's it. It's like, you know, little accidents too or illnesses or things in general – like a lot of times when we if we get hit in an accident or we have the flu, we go through some thing, hopefully in a minor way, especially in the more major way, this holds true also. But you know, our our need to just sort of fix things, resolve things, take care of the details of life, not get so heavy handed, um, is kinda almost a good thing. It's almost like purposely going into simplicity in that sense. Because sometimes we're just thinking too much about everything and what we have to do and it's all too large. So you know, that's to me is, is a purpose and things like that. You take care of the details. But in your case, the fact that it worked out so uh, efficiently and it wasn't a trauma is also a reminder from the universe that when the changes come, you'll make them smoothly and easily. They won't be difficult. That's, that's what it's telling you. You have nothing to worry yeah. about. It'll be a bump, There'll be a couple bumps, but it won't be enough to throw you completely. So that's, awesome that's what I'm hearing. The woman who hit me was just like an angel. She was so caring yeah. for me. And then when I went, and then the shop that I took my car to, it was just right up the street. Right. <laughs> it was like, so uh, like mean, less than five minutes away. Perfect. And the guy was so, so helpful. Yeah. And he was helpful. And that's, you know, the last time I had a car accident in 2009, I ran across the same thing. I mean, my car got totaled. But oh. um, the cop came immediately. The woman who hit me was so apologetic and really sincerely sorry. I was only, uh, you know, a half a mile from my job, so I just walked to work after they towed my car away. And then I ended up, um, when I had to get another car, I ended up finding a 2001 used Prius that I got that I'm still driving to this day, and it was like a gold mine getting that damn car. <laughs> it gets like 50, it gets like 47 miles to the gallon, uh, no maintenance required. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run that damn car till 200,000. It's only got 150,000 miles on it. But I laughed because oh. it was such a tragedy, but then it kind of wasn't. You know, there were things yeah. that lined up, and I think that was a reminder too. So, yeah, it, it, it feels I'm hearing a lot of stuff about May and June of 2015 in terms of changes coming. But like oh. they're saying to me, you'll have gotten a lot of information beforehand, so no need whatsoever for any type of anxiety or worry. That transition will happen fairly smoothly also. Okay. okay, so this bump was Pluto just saying. Stop yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It was. It, it was definitely the Pluto bump, but it was sort of saying, <laughs> you know, it didn't have to be a trauma bump. Um, it was just a little bit of a, a smack wake up to kind of pay attention, so to speak, and stop thinking so well, much. When you know, that's Pluto a, woke up. He woke me up. <laughs> yeah, he woke you up. That, that's the thing I would say. Some people sometimes think, "Oh, I'm Aquarius. I'm a water sign." No, it's not a water sign. <laughs> It's an air sign, so it's it's over analysis, overthinking, over you know uh, that that can be definitely an Aquarian attribute. So get into the positive pole of Aquarius, which is I know, and and research, find out, look into things um, in the Aquarian way that your your minds are really quite savvy in how you pull together information and become knowledgeable that way, and and and, and focus in that direction, and you'll find that when the transition comes, it will be easy. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I wanted to talk with you about that. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Patricia. Good to be talking <laughs> with you again. Thank you. All right, that was a great call. Excellent. Yeah, I, you know, that, that's funny. I, I, again, just perfect subject to kind of bring up. That was a, definitely a, a Pluto push, or even a Mars one for that matter. 
Okay, let me get another caller in here. 678, welcome to uh, Snake Oil Radio. Hi, Jim. This is Regina. How are you doing? Regina? Yes. Hi. Oh, I'm going to just make sure I say your name. Good. I'm doing good. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. Excellent. So, is this your first time calling in? No. You've called before, right? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, again, familiar name. So, all right, tell me what you want to kind of poke around with today, what you want to ask about, and we'll see what we can come up with. Um, my career in finances. Finances? I want to see what's going career Okay. finances. Mm-hmm. All right, let's pull a couple of cards for you on that particular subject. Um, let's see what we kind of get from that. Okay, so I pulled a couple of uh, tarot cards for you. You know, we're seeing a lot of threes coming up. Three of cups comes up reversed in the past. Three of swords comes up reversed in your more recent past. Um, So threes have to do with, like, looking at endeavors that we had already put into motion and seeing whether they expand. Um, Unfortunately, three of cups reversed, three of swords reversed usually means, like, you've probably met with a little frustration in this area. Um, Three of cups reversed can almost sometimes be like a feeling of, you wish you had more to celebrate at this point in the game. In that sense, uh, Three of Cups Reverse can suggest that you had, you know, there was a lot of enthusiasm and hope, but it may not have panned out the way you had wanted it to. That can have to do with the way we relate to other people in this area of our life. So definite frustration. The Three of Cups Reverse can also be, you know, sometimes like I always have to remember that for myself too. It's like whenever I'm frustrated, I always have to watch my tendency to indulge. Um, that's a Taurian thing. I'm Taurus rising especially. So mm-hmm. like, when, like okay. when you get upset, it's like I find myself making more cookies and eating more crap. And that's to kind of satiate that part of you that feels, damn it, you know, why am I not feeling, you know, lovable or, you know what I mean, and, you know, whether that's right. from people or the universe. So there's something a little of that. Three of Swords comes up reverse also, which means definitely there was some type of frustration that even recently surfaced um, in relation to career, work, finances. It's reversed, which I guess on a positive side means it either wasn't necessarily a monumental loss or it was almost like, I think three of swords reversed to me is like it means it felt like it was around three or something, around 37. Like you've dealt with this type of thing before, almost feeling mm-hmm. like um, either mentally torn or just disagreements in a work environment or situation where you're pulled. So right. your present comes up, the mother of wands reversed. Uh, when's your birthday? Are you a fire sign? No, I'm an earth sign. You're earth. Uh When's your day and month of birth? January 8th. Okay, so your cap, right. Because the mother of wands comes up reversed in your present, which means, like, you're kind of going through a thing where it's sort of like you're wondering about really where you should expend your energy at this point in the game. Like, a lot of times, Mm -hmm. mother of wands reversed means, like, your fire's off. Either you're almost too gung-ho or you're not gung-ho enough. It's almost like you're trying to figure out where you should be directing your energy at this point in Mm -hmm. the game. Um, okay. And I, I definitely feel that because I feel like you're getting signals, you're getting messages, but it's you're not sure almost exactly how to proceed. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and like, oh, you remember the positive negative poles of Capricorn? Positive is I use, meaning Capricorn savvy to be smart enough to even use a negative in a way to an mm-hmm. advantage, and the negative mm-hmm. is I inhibit. 
the inhibit part is a lot of times when you're presented with something new that you need to do, rather than necessarily get totally excited about it, sometimes for cats it's almost like you get nervous in that sense. If you mm-hmm. don't feel knowledgeable enough, it's like you feel overwhelmed. But here's the good news that I have for you, um, and I love this. The sun card comes up um, in the next couple of months. In fact, you guys are very strongly saying it's interesting because it's around your birthday toward late January to early um, February. But the sun card comes up upright, which means like an opportunity that surfaces connected with you really, really doing, like almost feeling like you're doing what you were meant to do, like a life task or a life purpose thing. You're getting ready to sort of plug in to the sun energy in that way. And that's going to really kind of pull you out of this. I don't want to say funk, but it does feel a little bit like a funk. I mean, Mm -hmm. bummed about (laughs) work. I mean, I... You know, I feel like you're sort of like the image that I see in my mind of you is it's like you're, you feel like you're making it, but I mean, just, I don't even know, it barely or, again, just not fulfilled. Like it feels very, um, uh, I don't want to say, mm-hmm. yeah, stuck. Right, absolutely. <laughs> it just feels like, you guys are saying it feels like you're limping along, so to speak. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But they're they're telling me, there's there's news and information that comes in in November because you're going to get kind of a handle on something. And I don't, I'm not sure if it's a, you're working now? Yes, I actually, it's so funny. Um, I'm actually working two jobs. Of course, one full full time and one part time. Um, It's a reason why I have to work those two jobs. But my side thing that I really want to truly pursue is makeup. Right. That's what I really want to do professionally. Um, but Excellent. it's just like, it's like they say, take that leap of faith. I said, I will, but I got restrictions at the moment. But once those restrictions are lifted up, and then I can pursue it. Gotcha. But I just right and now, also, like, I mean, mm-hmm. did you have schooling in this already or, or, or uh, yes. you know, with, with makeup? Yes. Okay, because it does feel like you have. I, I'm not getting such a strong pull about that you're going back to school. Okay. Let me give you a suggestion. I think you're going to do it anyway, but I can give you a shove in the nicest, most okay. loving way. It's one of, this is good about being okay. a fire sign. We're psychopaths. There is a use to us in that sense. <laughs> I keep feeling like I know you don't want to take on another job, but I know if you started doing um, makeup a small way, that would be fulfilling. I have a friend of mine that started, she's a banker, but she started doing mm-hmm. an eyelash business, and she does oh, that on the weekends, okay. and she's making extra money. In fact, she has a waiting list of women trying to already get in because she'll only do two people a week. Uh, okay. a waiting list mm-hmm. to do it. And it's okay. funny because she really, really loves it. So what you guys are saying to me is, you know, in a very practical way, I want you to really, really start thinking about, like, just visualizing yourself doing this, um, starting getting a demand for what you do, and in a very practical sense, like, just even, I'm, I'm telling you, like, go to Office Max and spend 10 bucks on business cards saying that you're a makeup artist. And make that tangible. And I do have and business cards too. You do, excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I do, and I do send them out. Mm-hmm. Good, because it just feels to me like all you got to do is put a little energy of, of this more in motion. But it's very funny because I feel like you're going to connect with a few people, do some makeup here and there. Again, I think you're almost already doing it. You're just going to do it more. Yeah. And then something yeah, you're right. really pretty interesting seems to happen around January, February, where there's an opportunity where I feel like you could almost probably let go of one of your jobs in order to do this. Mm-hmm. 
as well. That would be awesome. And I see you being very <laughs> excited about that because it will actually be money coming out of it too. So very good sign. It, it just feels to me like you just have to like kind of take a few more like baby steps each day toward the goal. That's what mm-hmm. they're saying. Right. You definitely right. Oh, Excellent. wow. Yeah, because that was my thing, you know, just because I'm doing bridal on the side, and then sometimes, like, if they right. have a call for, like, fashion shows or photo shoots, because I did have um, a couple of paid gigs. So Got I'm it. slowly getting there. It's just the I, fact that. Let me give you a good suggestion. And okay. just to finish up, because they're going to cut us off here, but I'll, I can still talk for another minute. Here's what I want you mm-hmm. to do there's something called a gyatri. G-A-Y-A-T-R-I. It's kind of like a Viking thing. Go outside and, you know, do it today when you can do it. And look at the sun. Now, obviously not directly where, like, you're going to blind yourself and then you're going to sue me for making me blind yourself. But, I mean, look at the sun in a way where, you know, where it's it's good when it's on the horizon, where it's not going to, but you can still see it. And Mm -hmm. there's sort of a prayer. Look at the sun and say, you who are the source of all power, whose rays illuminate the world, Illuminate my heart so that a two can do your work. And then while you recite this giatri, visualize the sun's rays streaming into your heart and then coming out of your heart back out into the world. Do that even okay. just two or three times, and you'll totally get why I'm telling you to do that. Because what it'll do is it'll just make you completely get in touch with your talents, your abilities, what you are meant to do. And when you feel mm-hmm. that fire, when you feel that joy, that enthusiasm for doing what you're meant to do, then it's just a matter of charging people for it <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's, you're knowing how to do that because you know that what you're doing is amazing. So that's all right. you got to do. Do that Giachi. Whenever my business slows down or things slow down a little bit, that's what I do. I do that like two times, and all of a sudden I get swamped okay. again. Every time, like clockwork. <laughs> it's because you, you wow. get, see, we get caught. We start thinking about the money part of it. And that's not right. really so much it. It's more about, like, exactly. this is, listen, this is what you're supposed to do. You can hear it in your voice. This is something you love. Yeah, and, and you're I good do. At it. You know, you're, yeah, and I'm happy and fulfilled. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's just that most mm-hmm. of us were taught that we're not supposed to, we can't have a job where we're just thrilled and happy most of the time. But most of the time right. we're sort of taught with this belief that jobs are work and they suck and it's a pain in your ass. You know what I mean? And yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Don't even get into it. That's just let let everyone have that story. They can have that story, but don't have that story. So, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. Thank Thanks you. for calling. It was great talking to you again. Let me know how it goes. Okay. Uh, okay I will. All right. Two excellent calls. See, all, all about life purpose. Excellent. All right, guys. Thanks for joining. It looks like we're out of time here. Um, I believe I will be back next week. Uh, is it next week? I've got to think about this for a minute, time-wise. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I'll be back, I think, the second or the third, and I'll be doing my live column read and talking about that. And uh, and then uh, we'll obviously be back again with another astrology show later on in October. So check it out then. Again, thanks for all my callers. Thanks for all the listeners today. Uh, good luck with the Mercury Retrograde, everyone. Make the best of it, and uh, we'll catch you over the next time. Cheers.